So I went into Amber earlier and I tried to do the Orange Cassidy. You know how he kicks people in the shins all ever so softly and she punched me in the chest. They do that, they do that to Orange Cassidy too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess you pulled the gimmick off yeah. pretty straight. There we go. Did you, did you, did you have, have your hands your sunglasses and everything too? You have your hands in your pockets? I did. And I, I have my hands in my pockets and I went up to her and I just started doing the shin and just out of pure uh pure reflex, she hauls off and punches me straight in the stomach <laughs> or straight in the chest rather. She got a receipt coming, but yeah, because she, she hates Orange Cassidy. She hates the gimmick. She hates everything about it. <laughs> you know, I've heard you before that your wifey is good people, right? Like, I can't fucking stand <laughs> either. So. I don't know. I like her a little less now. <laughs> well, I like her a little more, so it balances. There we go. And here I am with the one with ice on my chest. So, okay, cool, Jim. <laughs> oh, man. Suck it up, Buttercup. Nah, she got a receipt coming, man. I'll, I'll sneak up on her and throw her in a figure four or something later on. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I was being quite literal. Or you could <laughs> or you could just play it up and make her feel bad and use it, turn it into a sexual favor. Uh, touche. That could work as well, because she did legitimately feel bad. She legitimately apologized, so there is that angle. Are you sure that would actually work? Because everything you've said about Amber, she doesn't really take a lot of shit, so she'll know when you're milking it just to get something. Yeah, but I got game, boss. But How long? How long you and Abby been together? Like what? Five years? You're trying to say she doesn't know the rules to this fucking game by now? Hey man, just wish she thinks she has all the answers. I change all the questions. <laughs> That's what you think. How you know you're not falling into her game, where she's just letting you think you're in control. Oh, I've already fell into her game, man. I'm a domesticated ass bitch now. So yeah, <laughs> I fell into her game. And there I, we go. Oh, domesticated ass bitch. That was my cue. Hey. Oh, here we go. Sorry. Every day we lose somebody close to us, a loved one. And only then do we seem to find the time and the way to tell them how much we care about them. Don't tell me that you miss me! Don't tell me that you love me! Don't tell me that you need me! Don't wait to tell me that you love me! When I'm start off tonight's festivities with the OG Ice-T and his band Body Count where we live in America and the body count is rising higher and higher. Greetings and salutations ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. 
Fighters Wars brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. That's for not liking Orange Cassidy, Amber. <laughs> I don't think she's going to take offense to that because she hates hearing her voice every single time. So you actually just did her a favor. Boom, yeah, joke's on you. Anywho. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. <clears throat> See what I mean, balls? I told you I got game, bro. You saw what I just did right there? You saw that Jedi mind trick right there, sir? You just played into Tunny's affinity to like to touch the buttons and cut people off or just to push other people's buttons. Him and button pushing, that's all you did? He's, he's like Darth Vader where the buttons are right on front of it because he's like a robot and shit like that. Just easy to push. It's good shit. It's he, like he a game is, of Simon. He is a habitual button pusher. But let me finish the open, and then we'll we'll get back to the oh, Okay, okay, uh, make okay. Sure you, thank you, sir. Make sure you guys go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up your official chair shot t-shirts. I know you still got a couple of Trump bucks left. Why don't you use those Trump bucks to gear... Trump bucks. Yes. To your favorite website for news, reviews, and analysis with attitude, thechairshot.com. Again, go to ProWrestlingTees forward slash the chair shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please... I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt, the Reverend Christopher Platt. As always, joined by Downing Thomas, a.k.a. Andrew Belass, a.k.a. Rick Rubin. Ooh, I like that. That's a new one for you. The Rick Rubin. Yes, yes, I like it. And how is everybody today? It better not be another Orange Cassidy reference, because fuck that guy. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, we also have the commissioner, Mr. PC Tunney. Do you have anything to say in, in regards to what uh, Mr. Rubin just said? Oh, you know, spring is upon us. It's 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 nice because it's a new beginning. I'm feeling freshly squeezed, so I'm ready for the show. <sighs> How many of our viewers are, or listeners rather are feeling fresh? Like, i.e., are y'all washing your asses out there? I mean, they're using hand sanitizer, right? Yes, Jesus Christ. That's the funniest shit ever, man. You go to the goddamn <laughs> grocery store. All the hand sanitizer is gone, but they got all the soaps in the world. It's like, what, what are y'all doing, man? What are we really doing here, people? Come on, America. Let's get it together. Well, you know, hand sanitizer on it says it kills 99.9% .9 of bacteria. Man, soap don't give you that kind of reassurance. Maybe Soap's got to step their game up and the motherfucker's going to use it more to wash their ass. Perhaps if y'all stepped y'all Soap game up, we wouldn't be in this predicament right now. Now would we? And I'd be able to get a goddamn haircut. <laughs> no, yeah, I can't argue that. Oh. Yeah, you got a point there. Yeah. The virus that can be beat by washing your hands and wiping your ass and suddenly people are just dying left and right. Figure that one out. Is it really too much America? Just to ask everybody to wash their hands and their ass, like, is that really where we draw the line? Do we think Do we think that we're somehow impugning on your simple liberties by asking you to wash your hands and your ass? Is that what's happening here? Really? Well, you, you see, the line in the sand matches the line in their briefs, so that, that that's where they do it. It's a nice one-to-one -one equivalency. Jesus Christ. In, in one plus one is equal to <laughs> Okay. Tony's right. just reacting like that. It's just a why. That was fantastic. Uh, yeah. So how is everybody doing, man? We're on day like it feels like day six thousand of 
uh, America lockdown? How are y'all maintaining? Uh, do you guys have any weird things that you've done or any new talents that you've discovered during your time social distancing? Uh, there was, was this goth midget chick who wanted to fuck in the graveyard last week, but what, what are we talking about weird? Is that weird? I don't is, think that's weird for me. Was that I a think real that's thing? On is, is that a real thing? Did that really happen? You may it's not Andrew, know. So it, it, the it listeners need to not know. Wow, maybe, we might we might have maybe, a great we might have a great conversation. Just inquire into DWI because you know you've got you've got Adam AJ there. Maybe you never know. It could be fun. No, 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 no. no. You don't bear the There's the cape of no, mystery. No, no. The cape of mystery. She ain't listening. Tell us more about this golf little she's person. She's high enough to fucking listen to the internet. Don't act like she's too short to reach the keys. That's just fucked up. That's that's racist to like his little people. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> Who's a what? And, and, and furthermore, you use the M word, motherfucker. That's you. <laughs> that's you. I ain't say that. I, all I said was, okay, if you put the uh, phone on the coffee table, the bitch can't reach the keys, and she ain't gonna listen. That's all I said. Oh, man. <laughs> I like how you think it's still dial-up where the phone matters. <laughs> the phone's gonna go up on the coffee table, and she be like, shit, I can't connect. Me. <laughs> so, oh, shit, her ex-wife's right out. <laughs> so Andrew had his own boneyard match this week, huh? It was. It, it was nice. <laughs> and the bigger guy creepy, went over, though. so that works itself out. Yeah, that's kind of creepy though. Banging in a cemetery, man. You should seek therapy. You, I wasn't sure if that was weird or on brand. Sometimes I just gotta lob it up and let the jury decide. I mean, you know, I I don't um I don't judge other people's kinks, man. You do your thing. That's just uh, a little weird in the graveyard. Though. I I say banging in a graveyard is okay as long as all participants are still living. I'm just hating because <laughs> I'm highly intrigued. I ain't even gonna lie. Uh, so I'm hating. This is me hating. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You are an innovator, sir, and I will drink to that. I'll just drink because that's part of the gimmick and that's fun. It's a shoot, brother. It is a shoot. But shit, anyway, Any, anybody else got something weird or something to top that or rival that or just take the information away? <laughs> just take the spotlight away from the graveyard. Well, I tell you I what, I, 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 we, could, we, could, we could probably top it, but I don't think we could beat it, so. No, I, I taught Amber how to shoot dice. Like, you can't compare to that. Fucking a, a, a midget in the graveyard teaching your woman how to play dice like that's eh, no no <laughs> depends on where she's shooting the dice out of that could be interesting i learned a little bit about <laughs> see now you kind now you're thinking i learned a little bit about 16th century elizabethan architecture how All right. bored are you cool topic number well i mean if hardwick hall is in your top 10 you're a fucking moron all right let's go topic number one Thank you. 
gentlemen we're a little money. bit different money 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 collard greens and pinto beans can't forget that mac and cheese money 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 hey, y'all show some goddamn respect that's your president's theme music that's your president's entrance music show some goddamn respect I don't think all right let's, in his life let's do it let's do it right then let's do it let's do it right then plan are you ready I'll, I'll I'll get it going. You can sing. You ready? All right. Money. 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 Gala greens, bento beans. Can't forget that mac and cheese. Money. 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 Woo! What are your favorite money songs? Money, 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 money. Well, I think the uh, the, the the song that they're actually trying to do, but they probably didn't want to pay the OJ's for the clearance of the song for the love of money. That's up there. What What's about, another good one? About um, money by Pink Floyd is a there. Good you one. go. That's a good one. Yes, sir. Yes, With sir. The cash register. Um, yes. What's up? Um, what else? Uh, Young Black Entrepreneurs by Prodigy. I like that one. Um, what else? There's some others out there, I'm sure. There's one I can't think of. And that's why we're this, experiencing silence. That was a great question from the moderator. Okay, let's get into topic number one. <laughs> way to go, moderator. Uh, yeah, that, that's a question. That a little bit of a heads up so we can think instead of on the spot. Oh, oh, well, it was uh, just kind of Buster Rhymes. Where's your money? That's a great one. If you guys never heard that song, I think we've, I think we've played it as a an intro song on here before because that's how much I love it. Hmm. Anywho, let's go ahead, Tony. Say something. Moderate. Money in the building. Okay, that was great. Okay, so. Is Tunny in the building first? Because that setup kind of sucked. I don't know. That, I thought that I thought that was pretty good. That was pretty simple. It was pretty direct. I mean, you were expecting me to say bank, and I said building. Uh, huh? No, he be doing that shit on purpose because he think that shit is cool or like charming or something like that, or it adds to his character. He doesn't understand the reason he's here is to be our Molly Quirm or our um, who's that white woman on um, uh, Speak for Yourself with Shannon and Skip. I forgot her name. But I don't know either because you here. think I watch Shannon and Skip shit. Skip, they me to watch Skip day. Bayless. It's better than first day. Is it though? Yes, it is. Are you really? Yeah, maybe uh, I'm... I don't know because see, M- Max and Stephen A are at least both competent. Like, Wait, what's Skip better than first day? Skip and Skip and who? What? Skip Shannon, and I like. I like Shannon. No, don't get me wrong. that's Skip not better than first take. The hell it isn't. Yes, no, you might need to take another this take is... on that one because yeah. fucking crap. Ah! Hey, you, you watching Get Up at all or no? Oh yeah. I, I... I watch it every now and again, man. Um, Jalen's not on there as much as he used to be, so it kind of that kind of took it away from me. But uh, but it's not bad. Greenberg most of the time now, since everybody's in quarantine, so he just mixes yeah. it up. Then he's even been on first take a lot lately too. 
I just get sick of Stephen A because I know the game. Stephen A is a highly intelligent guy, highly entertaining, and he deserves everything that comes his way because he's that damn entertaining. And, I mean, that Miller Farmer would be talking from dusk till dawn, and you could throw him on and he'll talk about anything. But, at the you know, the format of that show, he just gets on there and shits on black people all the time, or specifically black men. And I know what he's doing. He's doing it because that's his job to do it. Like, he doesn't really think like that. Like, that's... He, that's what he's doing. That's why I don't really fool with first take. And I like uh, I like Skip and Shannon a little bit better because you know, Shannon to keep it a, a you know more a buck than Stephen A can. But that's why Stephen A is who he is. That's why he's you know the top earner at ESPN. Not saying he didn't earn it, but eh, I you know real recognized real. And I, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing, Steve. I love you, but I know what you're doing. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I mean, he lives the gimmick, though. though. I got to give him credit there. Stephen A is pretty consistent, at least, when you see him across all platforms. So he, he's living the gimmick. There's some respect there. Respect in the hustle. No? Oh, no, I definitely respect the hustle. Yeah, of course. I understand what he's doing, though. That's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm not going to rock with it. I, I know what you're doing. I see you. I see you. I know what you're doing. So that's why I rock with uh, Skip and, and and Shannon. And Skip is a good. Well, let's get back to Money in the Bank. Come on, man. What are we doing? I mean, what we're we kind of just doing what we always do. This is this <laughs> is the. <laughs> we I was hoping about, like color is blue, and we'll talk about the presidential election. It's I was, fucking great. Yeah, I was hoping you're. I was hoping you weren't going to skip back to that, and I was just going to cut in with my thoughts on Money in the Building. But go ahead. You were hoping we weren't going to skip back and it would be a sharp thought from Tunney? Yeah. No? Mm-hmm. No? Way to, way to add on. You, well, hey, you, you missed it, so it's not my fault. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, you know, I just thought it was a little obvious considering me. all my thoughts are sharp. And oh, Tunney's going to take it to the max. And, of course, <laughs> you want to bring up and, Stephen? Well, let yeah. me say – and let me just tell you, considering that I live right here in the great state of Wisconsin, not only are they sharp, they're very much sterling. Oh, there we go. And much like Stephen A., uh, wonderful moderator Tunney considers himself a wordsmith. So it's, it's just wonderful. There we yeah, go. I am a, I am a, I'm a noted deacon of dialect. There we go. And the the dialogue on this show would be more than enough to make Molly quirm. So there's that. <laughs> what happened? No, I missed it. I was reading a text message. That's a shoot, folks. Go ahead. Say that again. Anywho. No, no, I'm not saying it again. You you had to be there. You just right, missed well, it. Whatever. I'm not marrying Jalen It's Rose. like a Mina Kimes joke. It's fine. Yeah, you can say it's what like you want. I'm not... joke. They're funny, but no repeating. No repeating. Stop it. She's got a weird laugh. Mina Kimes? Yeah. She's funny as shit, though. Or who are we talking, Molly or Mina? What? He's Y'all are talking Mina. I was talking Molly. I said Mina, Mina's got a funny laugh. Molly and Mina. She yeah, does, but Mina, Mina's also clever as shit, so. Oh, yeah, I, no, I no doubt. I like her stuff. I She's agree. actually really good. Katie Nolan's one of my favorites. She's too much of a northeastern Boston kind of homer, though, for my liking, but she's not bad at all. She just obviously plays up the home field advantage. <laughs> you know who I like is, and I don't know who if y'all even know who this is, because clearly y'all don't watch FS1, but uh, Joy Taylor. She was initially on uh, that show with Shannon and Skip, and then she got upgraded to the um, the Calvin Cowherd show in the afternoons. 
Yeah, so I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Why, yeah. do you keep, why are you watching FS1? <laughs> really? Nothing on FS1 is an upgrade. That's why Backstage is on there. Yeah, back to ESPN. Wow. I mean, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Spain's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Oh, cool. All I always right. enjoy Jackie McMullen. Shut up. Oh, Jackie McMullen's a legend in these streets. Oh, she Are you kidding great. me? She's a whole legend. Yeah. And Doris Burke is the shit, too. She knows her shit, man. And yeah. she was a damn good basketball player in her day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, yeah, right. Jackie McMullen is a whole legend. Her and uh, Bob Ryan, they hold legends in these streets. And man. they're really only on Around the Horn, too, though. But Bob, Bob is great. You know who I yeah, can't stand? You know who I can't stand? Hannah Storm. Really? I never no. liked her though. She's always really? been a little bland to me. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Actually, I know, but I was right there with you because she always bored me a little bit because she's been around since what the '90s or the early 2000s, and I'm just like, no, hey. yeah, she was in the '90s, man. Y'all yeah, remember yeah. NBA Inside Stuff with the Marvel Shot? She was, I think she was the original oh, right. host on there. My main yeah. man, Dwayne Sisters. <laughs> Shout hey, out to Mad Rashad, who was in the who was in the Jordan documentary, asking some questions on the sideline and getting a getting a little bit of a side eye from Jordan. And he also <laughs> married Claire Huxtable, so he deserves some props for that. Not only was him and Jordan best friends, but he also married Claire Huxtable and knocked that down for a great number of years. So we we got to we got to salute to Mad Rashad, man. We got to we got to give our legends their flowers while they can still smell them. And folks, if you can't and if you can't pick a money in the building winner from all of that analysis, I don't even know what you're doing with your life. Who so is y'all Claire Huxtable, man? Who who's y'all Claire Huxtable? Seriously. Claire Claire Huxtable. I grew up watching the Cosby family. Alright, that's I know, I know what you mean though. So yeah. literally would though, Platt, like it be Jill I Taylor? Like I live would with it my be Jill from Home Improvement? Oh. You saying like uh Racially, the, who's the white, the white Claire Huxtable? Yes. Who's, who would be the white equivalent to Claire Huxtable? Yes. Oh, it's it's it's, it's 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 from Leave It to Beaver. It's it's his mom, uh, June Cleaver. June Cleaver. All right. So now for people that aren't sixty-five, I'm gonna <laughs> still say Jill Taylor from Home Improvement because really, it, it took her a couple seasons, but once they finally gave her like fleshed her out, she kind of was no. right there with him. She wasn't the doctorate equivalent like when it came to like uh monetary or like stature of job but when it no. came to household respect and everything no. she was kind of up there it depends on exactly what you're weighing roseanne respect frozen oh, fuck god damn it tony i will fly to wisconsin just to beat your ass if you ever again yes. put roseanne and claire huxtable in the exact same sentence well, i fine. love you to death but fine that would fine Fine. There's a little bit of synergy here. Just listen. No, wait. You just wait and listen. Maybe the roles were just switched as genders. So our Claire Huxtable was John Goodman then. Yeah, that was a decent save. Yeah, because Bill Bill Cosby and Roseanne, you know. Let me let me lay out out the criteria, man, to help you gentlemen out a little bit. Okay, number one. She was absolutely dropped dead it's gorgeous. So, it's Sophia okay. Vergara. It's Sophia Vergara. That's she like the was, last 10 years, okay, and she, she, she's not white. 
She, she had her own. <laughs> she, she had her. She had her own career, so she would have been good if she never met Doctor Huxtable because she was a high powered attorney. She held it down in the household like she was the undisputed queen of the household. She was the leader of the household. She, Claire didn't take no shit. You had to respect her because she wasn't going to settle for less. And she was a freak because they had five kids. Julie Bowen. You and your modern family references, dude. <laughs> Roseanne. I don't know. There, who's the... Who, who, let me what think for a second, man. Let me help you all out. Are you looking for something from the nineties? What was a good family from the family from the nineties? Uh, is it is it okay? Is it Bob Saget? Like the mom was dead. What do you want me to do? What about a uh, Meredith Baxter Bernie, the mom from Family Ties? No. You know, I was kind of thinking that, but that's still eighties, so that's a little bit before the Claire Huxtable thing. Because the nineties, he had what Family Matters, which was you know black family so that doesn't really Here, apply to I'll tell you who it is it's step Marge, by step it's, sucked. it's Marge Simpson but she's yellow so yellow. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> and that, and I don't mean and I don't mean in the horrible Asian slang way okay I don't mean it that way at all I mean in the literal color of cartoon okay so don't be mad at me step by step was awful There's day by to day it sucked when it came to that aspect and, and y'all know how this is going to work. Our commander-in-chief, Chairshot Greg, is going to listen to this episode, and he's going to have the perfect woman. Y'all know that, and he's going to put it in our feed. No, he's, he's not. He's going to go, you guys spent all this time talking about all this bullshit. You didn't talk about the one thing I wanted you to talk about. No. Greg going to be like, I like when y'all don't talk about wrestling because it's better because fuck that other shit. You're funny. That That's what Greg usually says. But what about the, uh, the mom from Boy Meets World? Mm-mm. Okay, that's a that's a good contender. Yeah, that's if good you contender. if you knew her name, then it would be a contender. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point, there, Paul. It was boy meets. It was Mrs. boy meets. Not family meets world. So I mean, Mrs. Matthews. That's her name. Is it? Is it? Little sis. Hey. for two seasons, and they acted like she was just up in her room. Is so it what Peg? The fuck? Is it Peg? Yeah, we did that too. With uh, family matters, with um um uh, what's her name, Judy, and then she went off to uh, uh, suck dick for weed. But that's the end of that. Little one that was like the aunt's kid or something like that. Then they wrote the aunt off, and then she kind of disappeared for a while and came back. No, right? Was that Judy? No, that's Richie. Oh, that's Judy. Right. Sorry, yeah, that's Judy right. Was the, the the youngest kid. She was the the Winslow's youngest daughter, and she went upstairs and never came back down. And then she ended up doing porn, and she apparently had a weed addiction and went on celebrity rehab. And yeah, it didn't work out very well for Judy. Her little Judy. The later years of Boy Meets World apparently decided to do porn, so it's a lucrative thing. And yeah, what well, I forget what the uh, what the fuck was her name. But it's I funny. mean, it, you know what's funny is because I heard Jaleel White actually introduced her to cannabis. So, like, in the end of the day, he's like, hey, did I do that? <laughs> that might have been your best joke of this entire show. I mean, like, the whole time of the show. That was that was good. That was good, Tony. Yeah, I can't think of y'all equivalent, man, because when I think of, you know, um, White women in sitcoms. I go back to Winnie Cooper. Obviously, she wasn't a dad. She wasn't a mom. Or even Topanga from Boy Meets World. Obviously, she wasn't a mom. You I know think what? that I think that character of the white mom actually got played out more in the fifties and sixties and seventies already, to where that wasn't played so much 
later in the 80s and into the 90s until we came into now uh, the newer the newer version of the mainstream family where like, you know, all along in, in history of society, families haven't been, you know, the mom, the dad, one boy, one girl, a dog. Right. You know, I mean, families are completely different all over the place. There could be a mom and a stepdad, or you could be living with your uncle or your grandma or your big sisters taking care of you, or it's, you know, whatever it is. So I think like, I got it. It was no. I, I want to comment on on, on the on, on Claire ahead, Huxtable please. to bring it back around is because that was something that not only I think the black community needed at the time, but like all of America needed at the time, especially women in general, regardless of race. Was this is a mom who can have a family and, like you said before, still be successful? So I think it was really cool what the Cosby Show did. Is it hit all genres? I mean, that thing was so popular. In the eighties, it was ridiculous, and that's why that's where I'm glad you brought that up, Tony, because that segues into my equivalent, and I'm taking it a little back, but I found the equivalent to Claire Huxtable, three words: Mary Tyler Moore. She checked all the boxes that you just laid out, Tony. A woman doing it on her own, being successful, raising a family. She was attractive, right? Mm-hmm. And she didn't play no shit. Mary ain't play no shit. There you go. That I don't think out. I don't think there's much left to be said about money in the building. Should we move on to topic two? No, no hold that, on. That's, I, I, <laughs> bodies were the Mary Tyler Moore show. There we go. <laughs> Real quick though, man. I think it is a cool concept, man. Money in the bank goes diehard. They're gonna start in the basement and work their way up the corporate ladder, metaphorically, to the roof. And to quote Michael Jordan, the roof is the ceiling. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a cool concept. I just hope they can pull it off. Yeah, it's the execution that has me the most, I guess, interested in it. But I I like the fact that they're mixing it up. They're trying to show a little bit of creativity and think a little outside of the box for the situation that we find ourselves in. So good for them. Hopefully they they pull it off all right. Who would you guys consider that is in contention to be in this match is considered someone that you expect to win the briefcase and then someone else you don't expect to win the briefcase. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if a guy like Buddy Murphy or someone could win that, I know he didn't, I believe he lost to Rey Mysterio, right? Yeah. I so, think so. I don't, I, but like, do you see like Alistair Black winning the briefcase here? Like a guy like that, or do you see it more being a guy who's kind of established that they're kind of re-pushing. I mean, I think Apollo Crews is in, Aleister Black is in, and Rey Mysterio from Raw, and then Daniel Bryan. I mean, that's a good question, because if Rey Mysterio gets it, that would be a good establishment kind of win or challenge for Drew, because you know Rey's not going to really sneak attack him because I don't think they're going to turn him a heel in the last year of his contract or wherever we happen to be. Plus, he's a beloved legend, so turning him heel is a little ridiculous. But Ray would be a good, solid win for Drew. It would be a good match. People would probably like that. And I, I think that just, it's at the point where do we think that Drew needs another bad guy to kind of mix things up and sneak in and try to pull one over on him. 
or would he benefit more as a champion from the face-to-face, you know, face attack? Like, you know, Daniel Bryan or Rey Mysterio kind of being like, I have this, you versus me, let's name a place, let's do this trade up. Oh, this is Alistair Black all day, every day. I mean, from all the accounts, the company is super-duper high on him, and this is the perfect way to elevate him to that next level because that's really what the money in the bank is for, to elevate somebody and make them make you look at them in a different light. Now, as far as who, who I think is not going to win it, it's got to be Apollo Crews because the black guy's never won this shit, so why would it happen now? <laughs> I mean, they did give him a really good match, though. To be fair, like they've the couple times he's actually been able to find TV, they give him competitive matches. So they're trying to at least get him over as a credible athletic competitor. So this would be the perfect kind of springboard thing, where if his athleticism or whatever leads him to traversing whatever the hell money in the building ends up being and getting to the top first, and then who knows? Even a decent match against Drew and losing would probably elevate him a lot higher than he's been in the, what, last four or five years that he's been on the main card, main shows, whatever you want to call it? No, they are giving him a bit of a push right now since he's been back on Raw. But, I mean, this is um, this is basically Die Hard, the wrestling show. And y'all remember Die Hard. Carl Winslow was the sidekick. He wasn't the main character. He helped out. So maybe he'll help Alistair climb the ladder or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> Carl Winslow is just going to show up. So is Carl Winslow showing up or is Apollo Crews the Carl Winslow? Yeah, uh, Apollo Crews is the Carlo Winslow. I'm pretty sure Reginald Van so then- Pelt or Van Johnson is not going to be at Money in the Bank, sir. <laughs> so... That, then if the, if this is Nakatomi Plaza, then who's going to play uh, fucking Professor Snape? Whatever fuck is, I forget what his real name was. And the, the Hans Gruber character. I can't remember what his actual name was, though. Well, doesn't that have to be Seth? Does it, though? I mean, but, you've, you've, you've sat through Raw a lot more than I have. Is that kind of still working for you? Because it never worked for me, because you know how I felt about Seth since the beginning of the show. It hasn't changed much. So, like, is it played out? Do we need him as the main bad guy focus, or can that that shift somewhere else? Well, I mean, it's better than what they were doing with him. I'll give you that. Oh, well, yeah, there's the, that. Yeah. I was going to give another name, but go ahead, Sonny. Do you guys know that Family Matters is a spinoff, actually? Yeah, of uh, Perfect Strangers, because Harriet Winslow worked in the same building as Larry on Perfect Strangers. Okay, thanks. That was for the pointless drop-in. Another possible Hans <laughs> Gruber character is Zelina Vega, because she had some very interesting oh, interactions with... Don't be with, ridiculous. Uh, I didn't say Lucille Ball, motherfucker. I said Hans Gruber. But... <laughs> But she had some very interesting interactions. Selena, with you, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> that was I was I, I was that was true. <laughs> that was Balky, not Lucille Ball. I said, Colson, don't be ridiculous." I know, but I liked the direction he took with it. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, that was I didn't know. I, Lucille, you I, if, I was gonna do, uh, if I was going to do Lucille Ball, I'd do. So now, would Drew play ball. bongos, or would he just play the bagpipes? And that would be the new bongos. <laughs> all, all I know is next 
on Raw, we're going to see Andrade and Hector Garza crushing grapes with their feet to make wine. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, How come yeah, you I never let me play uh, in the band? <laughs> but I, I can see uh, Zelina playing that role as well. She's got a little stable, and they've been messing with Drew the past couple of weeks, been kind of thorns <sighs> in his side. So, yeah, Hans Gruber either is going to be Zelina Vega or, or Seth Rollins. I like the Zelina Vega thing. Good. Especially I saw the little gift that's been thrown around on Twitter where they they just had their, their cute little interaction back and forth of, oh, it's you, the perpetual thorn in my arse or whatever. And she goes, ah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's nice that the, the way they go back and forth. Somebody's been watching MLW Fusion because they're literally turning her into Selena de la Renta. And I, I totally botched that. Blame it on the booze. It was close enough. You uh, speak it Spanish as well as the legal uh, 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 That's good. See, 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 But yeah, this is going to be yeah, Dos. this is going to be uh, Alistair Black <laughs> or maybe Corbin. I can see Key Corbin getting a run if he ends up in the match. But yeah. Damn. So let me ask y'all this though before we move on, man. Is this going to be a cinematic type of thing as well, or are they going to play this straight? Does anybody know? What's that? I don't think any of us know. But Money in the bank. The I think it'd be more fun thing? if they didn't. Yes. Yeah, I think that'd be funny. More fun if they played straight instead of the cinematic. But who knows? I think they'll both. I, I bet they do a little bit of both. And then on the women's side, doesn't it have to be Sasha to further that story long that storyline along with her and, and Big Booty Bailey? Sure. <laughs> We got time, man. We'll get back to it. I mean, it's yeah. put your eyes back in your head, balls. We'll get there. I was doing the Undertaker thing. I can kind of do the Undertaker thing. And no, he wasn't. He was doing the kind of thing. No, he was doing the kind of thing. I can do that, too. Undertaker. I can even do it for the people that can't see me. Undertaker. Condescending white guy. I was more just thinking that Sasha's already got her angle to Bailey. It's just Tamina got some cheap win over her, so now she has to get that win back or whatever. Mm. So I don't know if that's necessary. And shit, they might even throw the angle that Bailey and her have a title fight before Money in the Bank. So wouldn't that be some shit if Sasha's actually the champion going in and Bailey's in the match or some shit like that? It wouldn't yeah, be the first time. This is, this is WWE. You're overthinking it. It'd be the first time that they decided to change things at last second. Remember AJ Styles and Jinder Mahal? You know, oh, that's fair. Man, we're yeah, going to be talking about Jinder shortly. The people in Indo were, India were so upset in that, you know, they didn't Indo, get rocked. Indio. Indio. You're the one trying to pick on somebody else for misspeaking after drinking a bit? Come on. Indiars. Indio could have been mad as well. That's a place in a state somewhere. What is that? I don't fucking is that was that was that the alternate title to Ario Speedwagon, Indio Speedwagon? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but no, you heard the millions of people cry out for gender. So, one of them being Greg. So hey, who knows? We could see it. It could happen. We need that little kid from uh, Field of Dreams, where you know, it's, not Field of Dreams, Angel in the Outfield, where the hey, it could happen. That's what we need. That's the kind of snippet we need. Yeah, because when I think of when I when I think of it can happen clips from movies, I think of the little kid from Angels in the Outfield. 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He went on to actually have a career. No, he was the rookie of the year, the one with the pitching. No. Just in the outfield with Christopher Lloyd. No, that was Thomas Ian Nichols. He was rookie of the year. Angels in the outfield was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Look at us. Yes. You know, there were Look like five movies at that time. Yeah, because they had the one where the kid was the owner of the twins and shit like this. There's a bunch of them that came out around that time. Oh, uh, <laughs> shit. What was that called? Little Big League or some shit like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> You're and now you might be right that it was Joseph Gordon Levitt because Christopher Lloyd was the angel, right? Yes, and yeah. Danny Glover was the manager, I think. And um, well, I know for a fact that Tom and Ian Nichols was rookie of the year, and he was also the dude in American Pie that was banging um, uh, was it Mira Savino? No, it was um, what's the other one? Tara Reid. Yeah, okay, you're right, yeah, because yeah. Chris Pine was the one with Mira Savina, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Savari, or however the fuck you say her name. Whatever. Yeah, we know what you're talking about. America. You guys want to talk about the five incarnations of Air Bud sports movies? No, no, we don't. I I was hoping you were going to look up Angels in the Outfield and let me know I was right. No, I just wanted to go over Air Bud, man. This guy played a lot of sports. Oh, Jesus Christ. Damn you, Tony. All right, well, fuck. Air Bud is question two. <laughs> What's your favorite Air Bud movie? No, I just wanted to get the, the topic I two. I, I prefer Golden Receiver. You know that, that that's. Oh, you favorite. really want to talk about this? Okay, first there's Air Bud, and he's a basketball player. Then it's Air Bud Golden Retriever. He's a football player. <laughs> I then know. It's, I just said that. then it's then it's Air Bud World Pup. We're playing soccer. Isn't there like Air Buddies also? That that's after the sports ones. Then we have Air oh, Bud's okay. seventh inning stretch. With a raccoon. And then finally we get to Airbud Spikes Back. I mean, come on. Talk about titles. Airbud Spikes Back. No, I, the, the, these are fantastic top grade movies. Like I'm I'm glad we're talking about these right now. Okay, the before we move on to topic two and Airbud is really better than Bulldog. God, God, please move on to topic two. Angels in the Outfield was a starring Joseph Gordon Levitt. He was the guy. And apparently Matthew McConaughey was in Angels in the Outfield. I don't remember that. Really? All right, all right, yeah. all right. Obviously, Christopher Lloyd played the Angel. Danny Glover was the manager. But We're yeah. done. What? Go ahead. What do you want to say about Danny Glover and Matthew McConaughey in the fucking Angels in the Outfield? Well, gosh, when you put it like that, I don't think I have much to say. Since you want to be a dick about it. Play your song. Yeah, then you're going to start talking. Yeah, you turn the shit around on me, aren't you? Steal his fucking smile. Look at that. What the fuck? It's just wrong, man. Play your song. No, he's not even mad. He's just, he's acting over there. Play your song. Play your song. And now I don't want to. Gentlemen, I had a long day today and I wanted to save the 
full disclosure for when we came to this topic, but I fell asleep just before uh, 9 p.m. Eastern in the middle of AEW and woke up about five minutes before we were supposed to come on to Skype here. So, there you go. Little so nap. You didn't watch AEW at all? I well, was it that bad? It put you to sleep. Oh, oh no. man, I, it's been a long week for me. So you guys are going to have to talk about AEW and NXT. Well, I can't talk about AEW because I well, won't okay, watch NXT because well, AEW sucked. Dustin oh Rhodes. God. Dustin Rhodes. AEW won. wasn't bad. Man. Dustin Rhodes beat Kip Sabian. Allen match went so long that I was way more invested in the <laughs> Tegan Shotzi tag match and everything that really? NXT was doing. You were really more invested in the Tegan Shotzi match word. Yeah, because we, I mean, at least I kind of assumed Darby was going to win the match anyway against Sammy because I think Sammy beat him at Revolution and they kept making this big deal about Sammy being the Spanish God and all the jokes and all the, the squash match the week before. So I really wasn't invested because I kind of saw it coming. And when the pieces started kind of falling in places, I was flipping back a little bit. That just, it didn't keep me invested. At least the Shotzi thing was newish. Unexpected to a degree. Okay, I'm ignoring Tony right now. I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's got Nacho Libre as a bottle opener or whatever, and he's trying to show it off. He clearly wants us to say something, so now we've said it. We can move on. Now, mm-hmm. I will I will say this, man. NXT, this has probably been the best NXT that I've watched since the whole America shutdown. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the crowd is such an integral part of NXT that it's really taken away from the product for me. But M- uh, MLW, Jesus Christ. AEW wasn't well, we bad. we know where your heart lies. There we go. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> Selena De La Renta. <laughs> Trying to get her on the list. Amby, if you listen to this, hey, let's talk about it. But, um... <laughs> Uh, number one, I love uh, Tony Schiavone and Chris Jericho on commentary. They actually have chemistry, and Jericho could just do no wrong in my eyes. Can't argue that. The, at all. Yeah, the Darby Allen Sammy Guevara match. Yeah, it it. I think it ran like what two or three segments. It did run a little long. I found myself flipping from it as well, but it was cool for what it was. The Orange Cassidy match wasn't that horrible, and you know how I feel about Jimmy Havoc. I can't stand no damn Jimmy Havoc, but it was cool for what it was, and it told a decent story. And they did a really good job of hyping up the uh, Kip Sabian-Dustin Rhodes match, you know, with Dustin's career on the line. Like, they did a good job of hyping that up. And, of course, the Bubbly Bunch. It wasn't as good as last week's, but it was cool. Like, yeah, AEW wasn't horrible. NXT won the week as far as a show, but you know, I just had to give AEW a, a, a little bit of props. But, yeah, this was an NXT week. I'll give you that. Well, I'm glad you paid more attention because I missed the bubbly brunch, the bunch thing. And after the Orange Cass, after I saw it was Orange Cassidy and Jimmy Havoc in the ring, which are two of the people I can't stand the most in wrestling, I kind of forgot to switch back after that because I wanted nothing to do with that show. And I It wasn't really- horrible. It wasn't horrible. I'll take your word for it, but it's still two fucking people I'd rather watch thrown in a trash can than wrestle in a ring. Before you transition over to NXT, Andrew, because I feel like that's where you're going, can I, ask you, can I ask you guys a question? Because to me, I don't know. It seems like the money in it very money. near in the near in the very near future for for AEW is have Jericho and JR on commentary. And I think that could boost that show up to a level of like Raw and SmackDown. 
as as far as a feel goes, because Jericho is so good on commentary, as far as I'm concerned. Like I'm saying two two and a half years down the road. Well, JR and Taz is the combination they need to go with. I, I feel what you said because I love Jericho on commentary as well. And maybe like you said, maybe two, two and a half years down the road, maybe, but he's still got some work to do in the ring. He's still the biggest star that they have on their roster right now. And, yeah, I'm, I, I think that Taz and, and JR is the best combination that they have as far as uh, announcing goes. Not the shit on Excalibur. I think he he's going to be good. He's getting better. He, I just get tired of hearing him say Tope Suicido. Like, if I don't hear him say Tope Suicido one more time in my life, it'd be too much or it'd be too soon. Or I hate the way he says Tope Con Hio. He says Topic con hello or something like that. I'm like, oh my god, go shut up. Like <laughs> just stop talking. Yeah. But I, I like I like Shivani and Jericho more. I agree with the overall concept of Jericho is gold on the mic and on commentary. Don't get me wrong, that's fantastic. I love the way he fucks up everybody's names or gives them nicknames or like the little the little stint they had with Guevara and Alan that I did pay attention to with the it's Lope Suicida. You know what suicida means in Spanish? And then I think Giovanni's like, no, he's like, me neither. And then five seconds later, he's just like, you know what gato means? He's like, gato means hmm. cat. I speak perfect Spanish. This las gatos means the cat or something like that. And it's like, it's just a dumbass, like Heenan style crap that just really pops me and gets it over. And I, I like that with Jericho. I think Shivani rolls with it a lot better than JR would because JR on a bad night will just be crotchety and not add much. No, but JR and, and Jericho can really define your heels and faces for your company, especially in your infancy. So so can Shivani. Shivani's a lovable character. Like I mean I think you're I think anything is kind of put it I, over. I think you have a case of Skyvon goggles. I might have Skyvon goggles. But Jerevani is epi- much that might be the name of this JR. episode. Skyvon goggles, yes, I like my Skyvon goggles. They fit nice. Fuck off. <laughs> but anyway, now so we we agree Jericho's amazing. Yes, we can stop blowing him for a second because, like you said, NXT did win the week when it came to the show. Even down spots like the Shotzi Raquel Dakota Tegan match, where it was just kind of setting up to something bigger. That was still decent for what it was. I love the Gargano family kind of uh, mm-hmm. promo vignette, whatever you want to call it. How they went from being normal and in color, and then when it went to black and white, then they were kind of a little more menacing and malicious and a little more just evil. And like, you know, you had a Candace dyed her hair with that weird pastel purple arctic blue kind of thing to, I guess, signify she's a different person now because she's not a bubbly platinum blonde. Because hair dye does that. Um, the I might have missed it, so if you saw it, maybe you could fill it in. The Was the Finn Balor thing ever revealed on why he wasn't on the show? Because they said he made it to the building, but he just wasn't there now. Now, uh, correct me if I'm... Well, I guess nobody here can correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe the Twitter Twitterverse can correct me. But I think they played an angle where Undisputed Era jumped Finn Balor... And that's why him and Velveteen couldn't have that match. And then, of course, they jumped uh, Velveteen from behind, which led to our main event this evening, which I thought that was played out very, very well. But Did I think they that's, confirm that's... that with Undisputed Era, or is that just a running logic? Uh, 
I wish you would have asked me this maybe like three beers less in because <laughs> I, I feel as if I feel as if that that was what they said. That's what they confirmed. Like they took out Finn Bauer because they wanted to take out Dream. I mean, it, it that's definitely on on the level for the undisputed era. I just wasn't sure if it was another Killer Cross thing where he was going through the main eventers or if it was era, but. Which that would be great if that was as well, because I missed him on this episode. I wish they would have followed up on that. Yeah, the Damian Priest thing, I'm okay with, because him is punishment, Martinez in ROH, he was good. But I just, he never really gets across charismatically. Like, he's got a great look, he's athletic as shit, but he's really not, he doesn't captivate me personally when he speaks. It's just kind of, he's got a low voice and he's kind of edgy looking. Good for you. But that was good shit, though. That was good wrestling shit right there. Like, they they already established that him and Keith Lee are going to have a match next week for the North Mm -hmm. American title. And during the main event of the evening, he comes out and he hits him with the nightstick a couple of times in the throat. And then, you know, it it, it was weird when when old boy came out. I don't know where they're going with that. But I thought that that was a good piece of business with him and um, Damian Priest. The whole main event had me fucked up in the wrong headspace because <laughs> no, no, here's here's why, and I think you'll appreciate it to some degree because you know where I'm coming from. This weekend, because it's you know Stars Free Week and Showtime and all that shit, they had Don't Be a Menace while drinking the juice in the hood. So as soon as you see fucking Priest come over the top and attack the black team across from the white team. With a fucking nightstick. I'm like, oh, I guess he was playing Rodney's Ride like the cops from uh, from Don't Be a Menace. And then you got creepy-ass right. fucking Dexter Loomis show up. I'm like, I guess they're just going to call this tag team American History next. Because uh-huh. Jesus Christ, you got MAGA fucking Loomis over there. Like, tag me in. I'm entranced by your effeminate black ways. Because you said it yourself when Velveteen was getting hot. Everybody, white men, black men, white women, black women, they love the effeminate, like, androgynous black guy. And it's just, it, there we go. Loomis is in love. So, American history next. I, that, that, that's my team right there. Fucking I was, It's going to be big. I was, I was cringing a little bit when you started that, but you brought it home well with the American history next. That's funny, man. That's good <laughs> that's shit. A, I thought you'd appreciate it. <laughs> that's good shit. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> but I thought it was well done and they're obviously, you know, they're doing their slow build towards Velveteen finally overcoming Adam Cole Bebe. Hopefully we can do that in front of a studio audience so Velvet can get his props. But yeah, overall I thought it was a good show. I like the interaction between Mia Yim and Charlotte Flair set up that contest as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, this was the best NXT show I've seen since uh since quarantine. I agree with that. And as much as I shit on Charlotte, that was probably one of my favorite promos of hers. And it was really short, really sweet, really kind of it to the point where it, she kind of acted all nice, like she was putting her over. And then the backhanded compliment and the cattiness kind of came out at the end. And then she just walked off. And I'm like, oh, that was – and Mia sold it fantastically with the facial expressions and then just kind of trying to bring it back into her character. So that that was, it was nice. It was well done. And I am not the biggest Charlotte fan, as we should all know. So I'll, I'll give her points on that one. Yeah, I'm with you, Tony. We'll just, uh, um, yeah, we'll, we'll move past that. Actually, oh. good week for Wednesday Night Wars, though. Both shows I thought delivered not their best efforts, but good efforts. And I was entertained with both shows. So, anywho, let's move on to topic three, if you don't mind. 
Ready, 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 green 18, green 18, Omaha, Omaha, Razor, Razor, check left, right. This guy Ooh, over here wants me to call. This guy, right? This, you and then we razor got. Razor and laser, like you just don't know where anything's coming from. This, this, right, people are going to hit me, I'm going to cry, bye. <laughs> this guy right here wants me to call ZY Banana. Okay, all right, tough guy. Knock on wood if you're with me. The inches we need all around us. That's what the hell's going on out here? Grab, grab, grab. Somebody tackle. Out here on the frozen tundra in the den of iniquity. I'm Howard Cosell and welcome to Wait. Pod is War. Your Howard Cosell is horrible. I'm Howard Cosell, and this is Pod is War. Yeah, now you see the folly of your ways. You are no longer allowed to do Howard Cosell impersonations. That is purely a PC tiny thing now. Yes, it is. Back to you, Mr. Velvet Pipes. And back to you, Mr. Moderators. Set up the topic. I mean, you just played the football music. What what the hell are we going to be talking about? We're talking about none other than the man, the myth, the legend, the WWE. Percy Harvin. The oh, WWE. Hey, he's coming back. His migraines are I gone. Know, he's feeling better. I see yes. that on the scroll this he morning. Bowed, Shout out to ESPN. Yo, this hey. motherfucker finally shit, man. Advil. I'm up here. Listen, I'm up here. In- <laughs> I'm up here in Packerland. We got Devontae Adams and a broomstick as far as receivers go. I'll take Percy Harvin. Nonetheless, the big sports news of the day. With said broomstick. Say that one more time. Say that one more time because I don't think the people might have heard you. I said Rick Flair could do a 60-minute Broadway with said broomstick. That's a true story. That's a true story. All right. Andrew is over here, like, can't wait to speak. And I don't know, Platt, is there anything we can do to delay this topic? I think the first thing I want to get into here, just between you and me, um, Christopher, because I know Andrew's going to dominate the rest of this conversation, is uh, I heard Gronk is out there and he put a report out that they're going to have security all over the stadium and and everything else in the facility because he is the 24-7 champion still right now. He is still the 24-7 champion, and I know R-Truth has his eyes on that belt, so he needs to watch his peripherals, you know what I mean? I I messed up the word purposely because it's funnier that way, but he needs to watch his peripherals. He also probably needs to eat a little bit of broccoli or something, or maybe like a T-bone steak or something, and, you know, pump himself back up a little bit if he wants to try to play some football. All right, you you want to talk? All right. All right, let's kick it over to Andrew before he loses his whoa, shit whoa, in his head. Whoa, whoa, his... Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh no? So, okay, we don't whoa, have to. Yeah. No, that's fine. No. Yeah. What we're talking about here is Sorry. the breaking news. The big news of the day is that uh, WWE 24-7 champion Rob Gronkowski <laughs> has been traded with to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to join Oh, Tom Terrific. And you know what this is? PC, you'll you'll appreciate this analogy. What year was that when 
the Russian dude bought the New Jersey Nets, now known as the Brooklyn Nets, and he traded for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, and shit just didn't go well. What Wasn't year was like that? It's got to be like 12 or 13, maybe. Yeah, even I kind of knew that. It was in Jersey. Come on. Yeah, well, yeah, th- that's why. Well, yeah, but, I yeah, know. That... Fuck. Fuck you both. Yeah. <laughs> I can know a basketball thing. I can. <laughs> well, if you want to prove it, watch episode two and then three and four and join us on Monday. Depends on when you record. That's what's happening here right now. They're they're assembling the New Jersey Nets. That's what's happening. I'm going to get out the way. I'm not going to shit on your parade, even though I just shat on your parade. But go ahead, Andrew. I'm surprised about you how didn't go with uh, I'm surprised you didn't go with the old Lakers squad where they got like Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman and like no, no, Gary no. Payton. Everybody yes. was like nine million years go. old. Rodman was, was gone, but Malone and Payton, yep. All right, well, you you know what I mean? Like they 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 got like the '90s All Star team like ten years too late. What was that like? Two thousand no, but but I can't in this context and specific time frame. I can't allow you to say something that so wrong about the NBA and not correct you while Platt and I are currently doing a five-part series NBA podcast. Okay. Well, that just proves your expertise on the the fact. Good job. I'm proud of you. Or that I'm an asshole. Yeah, I'm an asshole. You keep going. Both, but still. Anyway, (laughs) so now I was just, honestly, I was just tickled because I said that. I said, wouldn't it be funny if well, he was I in Tampa? Said that. I was just tickled because hey, I said yes, that. Oh, that's like, what I said. Oh, When you call shit, nobody puts you over for it. Let me pull so back I the just, curtain. Let me pull back the curtain. Plant was about to get up and he came back to, just, to, <laughs> just to mock Andrew. And now he's gone again. Go ahead, Andrew. He's listening. I mean, I was, he's just not in front of us. All of them about Gronk going to the Bucks. Yes, I was making shit up. Y'all thought it was regarded, but look what happened. Now, is it going to be fantastic? Probably not. It, is it going to be interesting? Yes. Is it going to pull butts in seats? Yes. And how many fucking people are interested in the Bucks right now? You got Pat McAfee taking pictures on Twitter, talking about it on his show that he's punting in the backyard, you know, because Tampa's kickers suck. So if he's the punter or the field goal kicker, there's a good chance that he's an upgrade, even with a swollen knee and like a concussion or whatever the hell he might do to himself. He could be drunk, go back to his cold stays, and he'd still be an upgrade from whatever the fuck we have. Clay Matthews is apparently slightly interested. As we talked about before, Percy Harvin's coming back from fucking obscurity and he figured out migraines and who knows where he might go because it's probably not going to be the Bills again. I don't know if anybody owns his contract still technically like five years afterwards, but that should be interesting. It's just, it's a fun time to be a Bucks fan and not a bandwagon fan. So that that's where I'm at with it. Like people like my team. People it's it's like the sexy team. Like you ne- you never you know get this kind of situation with a team like the Buccaneers. Like, you know, Tony, you're a Packers fan. You're used to being the sexy team once in a while. You had Favre, you had Rodgers who was like hot shit for a couple years. So you're you're used to being like, oh, people want to go there and people think he's the fucking best. Yeah, Chris is a Browns fan, so he doesn't know anything about the sexy team. But I'm I'm just saying, like, what? You know, My team wasn't a sexy team. My team wasn't a sexy team in the offseason, sir. 
well, okay, in the off season, yes, you're off season sexy, but like we're like the a place everybody wants to go to, not just the one that the analysts are talking about. Like people are going there, people want to take pay cuts, people want to just play with Tom Brady, ring chasing, whatever the hell it happens to be, and it, it's just nice to be the prettiest girl at the prom. That that's really where I'm at with it. Am I expecting a Super Bowl year one? Not really, but good God, is it fucking exciting for a change? I am willing to. Here it is. They're not even gonna make the fucking playoffs this year. You no, I'm saying, man. Since since we get an old band back together, uh, what's Ed? Oh no, you know what? Actually, you know what? The NFL looked Uh, ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm shitting all over you. Never mind. The NFL. The NFL. The the NFL knew that Tampa Bay Bucking the Tampa Bay Gronkineers were gonna be in effect this year. The Tampa Bay Gronkineers. And so that's right. There's an extra fucking playoff team. They'll be the seventh motherfucking seed this year. What about Mike Allstott? Is he still? He still got some eligibility left, right? I think Maybe he we had bring back uh, Rondé Barber. Rondé might, because I mean. People don't respect the nickel cornerback in the Hall of Fame, so maybe he needs another year. Maybe he could. Maybe Jerry Rice will come out of retirement or T.O. because they've both talked about how they still got 80 catches left in their body for one season. So there we go. T.O. is going to come back. You know, Antonio Brown. Arians has already put the kibosh on that one because he's a fucking psychopath, and Arians played with him. You know, coached him before. They don't need. You don't need receivers. Oh, you can't have too whoa, many. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Antonio Brown's not a psychopath. He's a fuckboy. Get it right. All right, oh. you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. But, I mean, T.O., you know, we do kind of maybe need a slot receiver that's consistent. And T.O. always liked to go across the middle. He wasn't afraid to take a hit. So if T.O. thinks he's still got 80 catches, that's all we need. If you T.O., guys think you guys are signing a receiver that hasn't played – has had a hiatus and is going to come back. Des Bryant will play for the minimum for you guys. And he's in better shape than any of those motherfuckers. Yeah, but he's a pansy and he's afraid to get fucking hit. That's why he I was remember, always one or two. I remember he, about he'd jump and drop. Oh, maybe oh four. You guys need a running the back. Browns signed yes. Jeff Garcia, and we thought that Jeff Garcia was going to lead us to the promised land. And yeah. Andrew, don't get your hopes up. That's all I'm saying. I'm here. I'll, I'll just now. I'll just, it's so- you bring him up because Jeff Garcia is one of my favorite NFL players, generally speaking, because he was he was little, but he was a tough nosed quarterback who'd run for the extra five yards, and he'd he'd bust his fucking ass for the team. So he had his stint in Tampa, and he was pretty okay. Like the team was still all right around him, and it wasn't all him. But his time in the Niners, his time on the Eagles, his time in Tampa—he was never bad. He's never elite, but he was always fun to watch, and he busted his ass. When's Andrew, the last time Tom Brady ran anywhere? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Last year he ran. I think gonna, he had like a ten or twelve yard run. He was the lead rusher, I think, in one game last year. That tells you how good that team really was. I'm gonna crush your hopes right now, Andrew. Oh, okay. No. And this no, is no, how no. we're gonna. And this is how we're gonna do it. We're going to start with the San Francisco 49ers, and I don't even have to. Let's go. We're going to start with the San Francisco. You're you're trying to make the playoffs. Only seven teams make it. Uh Yeah. Hot dogs or sandwiches. Go. San Francisco 49ers. I don't even need to see much more about them. Seattle Seahawks. not making it. San Fran's not making it. It's going to be the Rams and the Seahawks out that division. San San Fran ain't making it. San Fran lost a couple pieces. They might struggle a little bit. They might have that Super Bowl hangover. 
The NFC East, I'm just going to skip over because I'm not really sure who's going to actually One step up to the plate over it. there. Pretty much. <laughs> you, you have the Packers and the Vikings. Sure. Four. Now let's get to your own division. Five, actually. Let's get to your own division. We're going to start with the Saints. We don't have to say much more about them. We're going to slide over to the Panthers. We're going to slide over to the Panthers, who just put a bunch of money to improve their team, not only – and they have a better quarterback. They have a consistent quarterback. I'm not saying Mm, a better quarterback. Listen, no, 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 listen. I'm not saying a better quarterback than Cam Newton at his best. I'm saying they have a better quarterback than they had last year when Cam Newton was injured. And they had the the quarterback they they had. They got Bridgewater, right? Yes. They have Bridgewater, yes. No. Okay, okay. You also have have Atlanta, who has draft picks and added Todd Gurley. (laughs) They have draft picks. They have hope. Atlanta's the fourth place team. Tom Gurley. And added Tom Gurley. Todd, no knees at 26, Gurley. Yeah, good for him. Fuck. He didn't have knees at 22, but that's the end there. They got Tom Gurley. Yeah, that's my point. And they got the Falcons are the fourth place team. Let's ignore that. Matt Ryland. Matt Ryland. Matt Ryland. Matt Matt Ryland isn't terrible. Yeah, Matt, I can't play one half of the game, be it the first or the second. I just take the fucking day off. Julio fucking goes 10 games without a fucking touchdown, and he's supposed to be the number one receiver in the entire That's league. That's not his uh, fault. If you're the number one receiver, you get the ball. Clearly this did Jerry Rice is. ever say that there were 10 games where he didn't get the ball? Did T.O.? Did Randy Moss? Razor. Did, did Calvin Johnson? Razor or Laser? Well, that was yeah, for the razor was the John Taylor, but that's cool. Anyway, I mean, I, it was a 49er reference, my bad. Still though, and Andre Risen. You, do you realize? You guys realize the same check that uh, Montana made to John Taylor is the same check that Brett Favre made in the Super Bowl to Andre Risen because of Joe Montana's play. I, I I saw that too. Yeah. Favre paid attention, even though he didn't know what a nickel defense was for the first three years of his fucking career. Folks, if you if you don't have ESPN, listen, if you don't have ESPN, no, no, no. And I'm going to reference what we're talking about right now. If you don't have ESPN Plus and you're a football fan, because obviously we're talking about the NFL right now, ESPN has been showing a lot of episodes of Peyton Places, which is excellent. It was Peyton Manning traveling the country, meeting different people yep. for the NFL's 100th anniversary. And it's a lot of great stories and a lot of things you haven't heard before. Um, yeah, just thought I'd plug that for anybody who's a football fan. I was that was probably my favorite Favre situation, just deviating slightly with the whole asking Ty Detmer, the hell's a nickel defense? Oh, it's when they take a linebacker out and they put a DB in. He's yeah, like, so oh, that's I, what it is? Fuck, I who knew, cares? So, I knew, <laughs> so what the fuck? So I knew Ty Detmer. mentality. It's fantastic. So I knew Ty Detmer was the guy to ask, but I also knew he was the guy not to ask. <laughs> yes. Because he's going to tell everybody that I didn't know. <laughs> So y'all will make the playoffs, but and you might even make it to the NFC Championship, but that's where it stops. You're not going to the Super Bowl. You're not winning a Super Bowl. And we don't even know if Tom Brady can throw the ball 15 yards down the field at this particular Stop point in time. So it. good luck he, with that, okay? He good luck threw with the that. ball 15, 20 yards down the field in, in New England. They just had, like, nobody to throw to, so he did it once every three weeks. So it, that's not his fault. They had no fucking buddy, and they still won 12 games. So if if they had nobody in New England and won 12 games, and Jameis threw more balls to the enemy team than his own team most of the time, and we still won seven, and he was basically blind, I, I think we'll win nine or ten at least and make the playoffs. 
I'll bet you Jameis goes and ends up in New England and they win more fucking games I, in Tampa Bay next year. God damn. I so hope so. I want Jameis eh. to go to New England and I want them to win the Super Bowl. I want Cam so to go to New England. Bad. I'm a huge Cam I really fan. Do. I'm a huge I, I Cam would like fan. Too. I want Cam I, to I go would to like New that England. Too. Because I too am a huge Cam fan, so yeah, I, think I I'd like Jameis to go to New England too, because then he can just tank that whole fucking franchise, and they'll never sniff a fucking playoff until like the 2040s. That'd be fantastic. Fucking 30 for 30, and I'm not talking about a fucking documentary, Jameis fucking Winston. Think about yes. uh, who has a joy 50 year old quarterback, sir. Where and is your 165 pound tight end? All he has to not do is throw 30 fucking interceptions, and we're good. (laughs) Where does Jameis actually end up, though? Like, I think it's a team, I I don't know, is it like a Pittsburgh or something like that? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's been my number one pick because he could sit behind Roethlisberger for a year or two, kind of earn his stripes back, and then pick up a team that's most likely going to be partially built around Roethlisberger because he's not going to accept a shitty team. So I think he's Pittsburgh. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't think he's going to get a starting job, which I think he he's worthy to start. If uh, who's that kid in um, in Chicago, in Chicago? Yeah, well, they, did, they signed Foles. Though. Oh, they signed Foles. Well, Foles can only play for Philly. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's true. He deserves yeah, he deserves a starting spot, but he's not going to get one. But he'll he'll play at some point in time this year because that's how the league is. Somebody will get hurt in front of him yeah. and he'll no, get some burn. So we'll see what happens. He'll have to earn his way. I mean, the only thing that surprises me, honestly, about football moves lately, especially the Bucks, is you know who the Bucks backup to Tom Brady is going to be? Did you hear who they re-signed as quarterback? Mike Glennon? No. Brian Fitzpatrick? No, he's still in Miami, and he's going to probably be their starter to start with. Steve Young? Blaine fucking Gabbard. Steve DeBerg? I mean, Steve DeBerg might be an upgrade over Blaine Gabbard. I mean, now. I don't even mean back in 99. He would. I'll take fucking Chris Chandler over Blaine Gabbard. Give me a fucking break. Blaine Gabbard is not. What's Doug Flutie doing? Blaine Gabbard is not a horrible (laughs) quarterback. I think the biggest problem. Yes, the biggest problem Blaine Gabbard yes, had is that he tried to yes, rifle every pass, whether it was two yards or 88 yards. Bruh, you're not going to be a franchise quarterback and your name is Blaine. That's just not how life works, okay? He oh, might Blaine be. it on the rain. Yay, yeah. He'll own a ski resort on, like, the Pocono Mountains or something like that. That's Blaine. Yes, Blaine he'll, is- he'll, he'll do very well for himself in life. He will. He'll he's probably, yeah, guy. he'll own a ski resort. Maybe he'll retire he might, to Montana and live on the open plains. Oh, he God. might go get his real estate license and do very well down there in Florida, selling all them condos to them coked-up Cubans and shit. But, yeah, about, he's not going to be a franchise quarterback. Think about how long he's been in the game. He was the starter for the Jags for a couple years, backed up for a couple years. The Jaguars, yes. But then he went to the Niners. Took do you remember when Capri- Pat... You remember when Pat Summerall called him the Jacksonville Jagoffs on, t- on national television? <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes, well, Pat, I do. Pat Summerall pretty much uh, broadcast the same way we broadcast. So RIP to Pat Summerall, BT yeah, does. Yes. But he would literally be drunk as hell in the booth. Yeah, hey, man, thank, Harry Carey. Thanks for blazing a trail, brother. Yeah. <laughs> we we follow your footsteps. <laughs> blazing saddles. Woo-hoo. 
<sighs> but yeah, I don't have I don't have any more to say on this, man. Your team's not going to the Super Bowl. Okay, they're that's just what it is. I think if they go in the next two years and the two year Brady thing, then it's a successful experiment. You ain't got two years. We know how this works. You got one good I year know. left, and it's gonna fall off the rails. Montana in Kansas City. Well, that's, no, Montana was decent for two years. Montana was decent for two years. He no, had the best run the first year. The second year, I think they got knocked out in the wild card, right? Because he was hurt and the shit fell off the rails. You know, you know what I mean. So, like, if, if you know what I mean, that's my help. point. Sir. See. Brady's not necessarily Montana. You come down. Don't put that juju on him. You stop that. It's going to happen. You don't have Belichick. We don't need him. We got Arians. Yes. The, the yeah, I can't even say that with a straight face. Shut the fuck up. I, I couldn't even get that one through. Shut up. I tried. I was hoping Tony would have hit a music break after that or something. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I don't even know what to play for topic number four here, which is, by the way, this week is uh, super funky, fresh, awesome topic number four. That's all I got, really. You can't we... use that on the show. Yeah, well, I can't. Oh, I was just trying to, uh, <laughs> I was just trying to drop stuff on here. <laughs> well, it's going to be there. Well, yeah. It, well, after this. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we get into topic four, I just have to ask, are you guys going to watch the NFL draft tonight, or are you going to have some self-respect? Are you going to watch the Skype draft, or are you going to have some self-respect? I will probably... I will never retire! From watching the draft! I'll pop in and out of it, probably, because... What the the fuck are you also going to watch? You going to watch fucking rerun of fucking Housewives of fucking Antarctica? Maybe! Maybe Ice Road Truckers is on, motherfucker! Or hey, most of the most of the premium channels. Listen, if are the title the- if the title was Ice Road Truckers Motherfucker, I would watch it. <laughs> so maybe you should make that the name of this show, and then maybe people will just listen and be like, "Wait, it's called Ice Road Truckers." Pot is war. Ice Road Truckers Motherfucker. <laughs> I don't remember the other title I had, and I didn't write it down. So now this is it. <laughs> oh yeah, Pot is war by default. That works too. <laughs> Have some dignity for yourselves, gentlemen. God damn, y'all really about to sit up here and watch the Skype NFL draft word? What the no, fuck not- are you going to be watching? I'm going to text you when I'm watching that, and I'm going to ask you what you're watching. He's okay. going to watch like the Celtics. You, you watching like a tape of Mass Singer from tonight when the banana got eliminated? Is that what you're watching? Oh, you're watching. No, you're watching Andrew- the draft. I'm watching the banana take its head off. Andrew was closer. I probably will turn on NBA TV and pray to God that they've got some old-ass 1976 NBA game on. Yeah, the Celtics are most likely going to win, but who knows? Let's watch and find out. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's kind of how that went into the 70s, it's the Celtics, the 80s, kind of the Lakers, the 90s, it's the Bulls. <laughs> like that, that's just basketball. 
I'll check in and, you know, I'll follow it, you know, on probably the ESPN app or Twitter or something like that. But I'm not going to waste my time watching the Skype draft. I don't even watch the regular draft anymore. It's fucking stupid. You're going to sit there and watch a bunch of uh, young black men that you don't know and they got shit to do with you get signed. The fuck? And go up there and with their little suits on and their hat and act like Roger Goodell is down because he knows the shake and shit like that. Nah, I'm good. What are they gonna do? Are they gonna give uh, Goodell a Skype fist bump? The fuck, man? What the fuck? They're gonna. They're, gonna... <laughs> they're just gonna send random emojis. <laughs> fist bump, fist bump. My eggplant. What the fuck, eggplant? Oh, sorry, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> what are they gonna do? They're gonna FedEx the cap of the team that they're getting drafted on at the time he's getting drafted. He's gonna do the, um, the fuck. He's gonna break dance in the Skype camera. What the fuck, man? Why are y'all doing this? He's got a break dance? This is this is breaking now? Is he gonna pull out the cardboard too? How eighties are we getting with this? What else are they gonna do? I don't did know. Did you what did, I mean What? 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 What did you say? What? You what? say break what? You what did you say? Dance? What? Dance. Break? What? Dance and break, yeah. Oh god, no. So I'm pretty sure most of you are turning it off right now. So while you're doing this, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in to the latest edition of Pod is War. Oh, don't act like you're not having fun. Nope. 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 Whatever. Nope. Whatever. Nope. Whatever. What's top four? Whatever. Wow. No. What's topic four? Topic four is whatever we want it to be. It is magical Christmas land. I didn't even get to. I didn't even get. Fastball special. I didn't even get to the special. It's filled with coke and dreams. Wow. Now I'm excited for topic four, but I didn't even get to the bumper yet. (laughs) Speaking of bumps, I didn't even get to the bumper yet. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. Gentlemen, I don't know. What's topic four? We got nothing. We don't even have a topic five. Topic four is the last topic. True. It's just kind of the way the world... Hey. It's kind of the way the world is right now. Random talking point going back a bit because fuck it, I just thought of it and I forgot to bring it up before. Welcome to my world. His his whole cruiserweight thing, they actually used his Twitter video where he was kind of given the the sob story, the emotional kind of angle as part of his promo package before the cruiserweight special. Do you think that means there may be a little more invested in him sticking around or coming back? Or is it just topical and he kind of worked himself into an angle? Better question. Chicken or egg question. You ready? Ooh, okay. Okay. And and kudos to you for bringing that up and, you know, shame on all of us for not 
putting this into the show beforehand, right? So. I'll have the lasagna. Do you, hey, last, I saw Shaq and Tracy Morgan on TV, and Tracy Morgan said he made a six cheese lasagna, so there you go, lasagna. <laughs> I can do eight degrees of whatever kind of bacon you like. Um, It's six degrees, by the way. Chicken or egg? <laughs> what came first? The idea have Drake Maverick do what's going on and win the cruiserweight title or firing Drake Maverick? I'd say firing. firing. Yeah, yeah I, they I agree. Literally firing. fired him. And yeah, he, he put out that heartfelt post on social media and it tugged at people's heartstrings. And I thought it was interesting. That so you think the WWE into the match because it had me thinking it was good. He was going to win. Now, granted, I know it's a round-robin tournament, and he still does have an opportunity to possibly win. I don't think he yeah. will, but yeah, it had me thinking that he was going to win because why would you even bring that up? I thought that was kind of weird. No, I agree with you completely, and that's exactly where my thought process went, that he was going to win, and he came out more aggressive, and you heard the, the banter back and forth about that he's doing it like he needs it, and... Then uh, Jake Atlas was like, well, I need it too. And he tried to pull out a couple moves that we really haven't seen in a while, like the Tequila Sunrise, which he doesn't do awful, but it does look weird for how small he is. It looks more like he's actually just putting somebody in like a half crab because he's just tiny compared to everybody else. But no, it was a damn good match. And I think I think he just worked himself into an angle, really, kind of thing. Or shot himself into a, a worked angle, however you want to put it, because... The only thing that makes me think he the firing was legit and this just kind of worked itself out is I don't know if you follow his wife, possibly his wife, Renee Michelle or whatever, because yeah. lately she's put up some interesting posts and like sexy pictures and stuff like that with the, you know, don't let somebody hold you back from being who you are. Live your dream. Da 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 da. So I'm almost curious if that shitty 24-7 it wasn't shitty because it was entertaining but maybe shitty for them the angle where he was trying to go for the 24-7 and ignore her I wonder if that actually put a strain on their relationship and that kind of caused him to be off TV for the last couple months working through his own personal shit and then this just kind of fell where it was that's interesting. Number one, she's a baddie and good for him because oh, she's he clearly gorgeous. out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he clearly outkicked his coverage. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have no idea where this is going. And maybe they're gonna play it up a little bit, and maybe he'll be like the sentimental favorite. You know, um, we 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 just went through our first March without an NCAA basketball tournament, and maybe. Maybe they go there. Maybe he'll be like the sentimental favorite and he'll get a couple of wins here and there and maybe he can advance all the way to maybe the semifinals or even the finals and it'd just be one of those feel-good stories. But, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know what's happening here. I really don't. Uh, shout out to him. It's hard for me to think that this was a shoot. I mean, not a shoot, a, a work, because that's, yeah, why would you throw that out there? So maybe he did work himself into a shoot or shoot himself into a work, is I guess I should say. But I, yeah, I don't know, and I don't know what, I don't know what it benefits bringing up his what seemed to be a heartfelt social media post if you're not gonna do something with him. 
And not to say that he won't be back eventually when WWE is back on, you know, some solid footing and we get back to some semblance of normal and, you know, we need agents and, and, and talent and we have fans in the arenas again and that this and that. But, yeah, if you, it, why would you bring that up if you're not going to do something with it? No. Yeah, I, I, I can't see any other reason. So I think he wins his next one, so he's at least in contention. The way I kind of saw it playing out in my head after I saw that video package was that he makes it to the finals match and he just loses to like Kushida or somebody that you know the IWC is going to pop hard for because if Kushida loses in that A block I think the IWC is going to have an aneurysm so I think Kushida's making it it's just whoever's making it from the B block is kind of still a question mark but Kushida and, and Drake, Spud, whatever you want to call him, that could be a fun match. And that would be a good match to go out on if he makes it to the finals and just barely kind of misses. So he sort of proved that he was almost good enough, but still validated why they let him go. And then he leaves for a few months, maybe comes back, maybe goes to Impact, and his his stock isn't hurt. If anything, it's kind of increased a little bit because he hasn't been on fucking TV for the last three or four months. Yeah, no, I, I could see that, man, because I, I have a hard time thinking that Kushida is not going to win this tournament. But I could see him making a, you know, a Cinderella-type run into the semifinals yep. or the finals and then ultimately coming up short. And, hey, Drake, man, if you need some extra cash during your downtime, you you need to throw your wife onto some OnlyFans or some shit like that because I'm pretty sure she'll make a pretty penny. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I mean, I don't think there's anything she does that isn't pretty. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm him. I'm, you need a second right there. Hmm. Renee Michelle. Hmm. Okay. Now, now, real quick. Renee Michelle or Brandy Platt? Ooh, that's a toughie. Because <laughs> that's tough. I'm going to go Renee Michelle. Because even though I think Brandy is more attractive... She's also with Cody, and Cody is a nerd, so I don't know how <laughs> adventurous she is behind closed doors. And Renee's willing to bear it all. Like, we've seen her, you know, me, she covers up, but she's taking pictures where she's butt-ass naked, so True. I'm gonna go Renee. Yeah. With all Tony? due respects to Brandy, because Brandy's the hottest chick in the game, but yeah, I'm gonna go Renee. Tony, Renee, or Brandy? And Brandy couldn't talk her husband out of getting that stupid ass tattoo on his neck either so that tells me something as well we've talked about this i'm not going there but yeah we've talked I'm glad about you didn't this. i was thinking about bringing that up but i'm glad you kind of skirted it <laughs> yeah now tony your your assessment what is it she's mad about the tattoo so revenge fucking is really good so i'll take brandy i mean that's a fair point that is a that is a good point i mean it's close but i'd pick renee over brandy for very similar reasons to Chris, but good God, they're both gorgeous. But yeah, yeah, Ren- Renee edges it out a little bit for me. There's no wrong answer here, gentlemen. Oh, no, 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 there isn't. But yeah, good God. Mm. Never thought I'd be jealous of Drake Maverick, of all fucking people. He was known as Rockstar Spud for the longest fucking time, and he's like five foot three. How the yes, fuck should I be jealous of that guy? <laughs> he's like the size of a fucking potato, and his name is Spud. Come Maybe on! Not- I'm trying to figure out. Maybe he's got a big old. Maybe he's got a big old potato in his pants. (laughs) Maybe he's got a third leg. That's it. Everything just looks huge on him because he's five nothing. (laughs) Maybe she gets off on the accent. I don't know. 
Now he's just got like a big boy pack of tennis balls in there, you know, like the the four pack that you used to get, like the Rydells or whatever from the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a hater, man. So I'm I'm just gonna salute my collar. I ain't a hater. Do your thing. You did I right for yourself, Spud. Shout out to Drake Maverick and Cody Rhodes with his little corny nerdy self. Fucking stupid ass neck tattoo moron motherfucker. Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> That'd be a title. All. I mean, I can never do that one. <laughs> That'd be a title. Tattoo moron motherfucker. Yeah, that that would be a bunch of fun ampersand. Stupid ass neck tattoo. What was it? Moron motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> like it's it's different. Like, you know, when you when you you're talking to your girl, you want to take like a financial risk, like I'm going to invest in this stock, or I'm gonna invest in this company, or I'm gonna put all my eggs in this basket and I'm gonna try to make this business work or something like that. She's gonna have your woman's gonna have some trepidations, but at the end of the day, you know, you gotta shoot for you gotta shoot for the moon. But a big ass Dumbass neck tattoo with the American flag and skull and bones in there. Your woman can't talk you out of that. She ain't doing something right. And I'm not saying I'm just saying your woman got to be able to talk you out of doing some goofy shit like that. Cause that's why that's your woman. She got to be able to talk you out doing some goofy ass shit like that. Cause that's some goofy ass shit. And we know this dude's a fucking nerd. They come out with the Star Trek uniforms and this and that. It's okay, man. There's nothing wrong with being a nerd. I'm a nerd, too. Not to that degree, but I'm a nerd. Shout out to the bandwagon nerds. Ain't that right, Tony? Word. But what (laughs) the fuck? Come on, man. That shit big as hell, too. It ain't like just a little... That shit's big as hell. That's like 10 centimeters wide, man. Oh, you use the metric system, motherfucker. Nobody's going to know what the fuck you're talking about. Most of the people listening are American. We will measure anything and anything else. I'm pretty sure you saw the fucking news clipping from like a few months ago. There's like sinkhole opens in Georgia. It's eight washing machines wide. We won't use the fucking metric system, but we'll measure in washing machines. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, but if well, they said thought... 7.6 meters or eight washing machines, I bet you know more or less how wide eight washing machines is opposed to 7.6 meters. That's kind of well, a problem with the school system right there, not yeah. necessarily something deep and interesting. I mean, I, I thought 10 centimeters was funny. I, I clearly was wrong. They can't oh, no, you, you weren't thing. wrong. You weren't wrong, but you just have to, you know, take into account American being most of the probably uh, audience. And don't, 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 don't talk about meters. Don't talk about the metric system. It's like if Tony were to talk about the liter of cola that he probably is getting an itchy finger for, but he doesn't have that one exactly, thank God. No? No, you Far- don't? Farva? Yes. Yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't drink soda anymore. Oh, you're beyond that? You just drink White Claws on IPAs? Is that an upgrade <laughs> or a downgrade? Honestly, I haven't, I don't, I haven't, probably haven't, I haven't had a soda in over a year. I have probably haven't so drank an entire... don't rule anymore? Yeah, well, oh, that I have, that, yeah, but no, like a soda. <laughs> I, yeah, 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 you got me. So, so you 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 can't you can't play that anymore because then you're a soda poser. You're a pop poser. Poser pop. Yeah. <laughs> He's looking for it. Why did you do that? I know this? he is. I, I did it on purpose. Salt water all the time. Oh, you went different angle. Good job. I'm just I'm just that... I'm just scrolling. I 
wonder if yes. that would help me against Corona. Like, you know, if you get really sick, you know, salt water is supposed to clear up some of like the, the, the nasal cavities and all that stuff. You think that would help you against Corona? I don't know. Why don't you try it and let us know? I mean, I have to get go, the Rona first. I was about to say, why don't you go lick a subway bench or something like that? Get the Rona, and butt chug some salt water, and let us know what now, happens. Now, do you mean a bench <laughs> in in a subway or a bench in a subway? Extra. So it is wonderful. That's the closest to the Rona I've gotten all fucking quarantine. Okay. Okay, new Jack. What? 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 Who? Me? I didn't stab nobody nine so times. Yeah, they do. Oh, there we go. Y'all didn't see uh, New Jack uh, Twitter or IG where he was drinking a, a Corona. He he basically is the same gag that you're trying to pull now. I mean, well, it's empty, so it wasn't so much a gag as just what I happened to drink, and now it just works itself out. See, it's nice. Corona's good beer. Shut up. All right, cool. Anything else of significance anybody would like to say? Of significance. <laughs> Is that your segue to something? No, not really. They folded. I mean, Andrew yeah. Andrew Luck's dad is suing Vince McMahon. That's it. I guess he wasn't very lucky, huh? Yeah. Neither was his son. <laughs> that last name's a burden. Not really anything lucky. I mean, that's typical business shit, man. They'll probably kiss and make up, and they'll come to some sort of settlement. I mean... I think that Vince kind of used the Rona as an excuse to fold the league because the 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 ratings have been dwindling. The product wasn't horrible, but nobody gave a shit. Just as I predicted, nobody gave a shit. So this was an can be an excuse to go ahead and bow out gracefully. Well, it's it's weird because I feel like more people took it seriously this time than the first time around. Oh, and most it, definitely. It was dwindling, but it's not like they were falling off a cliff. And if there was... everything I've seen and heard is they went into Chapter 11, which is just a nice way of basically trying to absolve themselves of their own debts and they could get bought by another outside company. So it's not dead dead. It's just kind of in limbo to be picked up by something else, which I think one of you speculated last week that it could just be like, Shane could open up like a sub, you know, like a sub company under WWE or something like that to pick up the rights to the XFL, and then they could just build it back up in a couple of years, or go back up with it next year once everything's done. So, I think this is more just Oliver Luck trying to like get some money back off of it or like recoup the salary that he probably should have got because I don't know how much of that stayed guaranteed, and it, it's a, it's a good business thing. It's all business. That's all it is, and there'll be a settlement. We won't hear anything else out of this. And they'll be friends in a couple of years. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, I don't think this shit is coming back. I think it's a wrap. Vince tried it. It didn't work again. And I don't think he's going to come back there because, I mean, you see what happened on his end. He lost, what, $100 million and everything that's going on with the WWE has. There's a clear line between what happened with the XFL. Obviously, the Rona plays a certain part into this as well, but I, you know, if he didn't lose all that money and take a bath with the XFL, I don't know if the cuts are as massive as clearly they ended up being. So, I think, you know, I hope he got all that football shit out of his system, because it's just not gonna work. Yeah, it it's just not. Because 
I I enjoyed it. It was a good product for what it was, and I feel like there were more people willing to give spring football basically a shot before the real season. But I think How the NFL just kind of needs to suck this, though. I know, I know, I get you, but I think the NFL just has to suck it up and like officially make a D league. You know what I mean? Like. Everybody's looking at the XFL as it could have been the NFL's D-League. NFL just needs to make a minor league. That, that, that's really what it turns into because that's what the uh, AAF was going to be where people were like, oh, you could get a second chance here and Johnny Menzel was going to do it and, all, and uh, fucking Trent Richardson was going to prove himself again and then the XFL turned into the new, the new minor leagues. Maybe the NFL should just fucking bite the bullet and fucking make a minor league program. Because it's not like they don't have the money. It's not like they can't figure it out. It's not like there aren't fucking channels that are willing to throw money out there. Because ESPN was working with WWE for XFL. So ESPN's willing to work with them. Fox is willing to work with them. There's there's companies, there's, there's broadcast companies willing to work and make it happen in the spring. Maybe that's something the NFL should look into. Because if it was officially licensed by the NFL, I think people would be more okay with it. Yeah, that's not going to work. Next question. <laughs> well, why? Cause I, everybody loved NFL Europa for a couple of years. And now it's gone. Well, yes, everything that was is now gone. And all the all the little offshoot little leagues were, were killed mercifully or mercilessly, that's, depending on however you want to look at it. <laughs> that's my point. That, that's my point. So you don't think the NFL actually putting their stamp of approval and basically having a Ohio farm team and a East Coast farm team, you don't think that would help like the, sta- the stability of a spring football league? Nope. And, and number one, they're not going to do that because that would cannibalize the college game, which college athletics is already on the ropes anyway. But it's a big money maker, and they're not going to do anything to disrupt that apple cart because they're obviously in cahoots with each other because they know what it is. So, yeah, that's not going to happen. And nobody wants to watch non-college or non-NFL football. That's been proven time and time again. It, they, nobody wants to watch it. it. It is what it is. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm curious where this is going because more people wanted to watch it this time, and the stadium that's were packed more true. than – that's no, yeah, the numbers were better this no. time around. No. The live attendance was better. No, the merchandising was better. No, yes. maybe the merchandising was better, but the ratings, no. The ratings were it's... good for two weeks of the first year of the NXXFL, and then after they had that big power outage fucking game, then they fucking tanked and people threw in the towel on the XFL. This was consistent but slowly dropping, but every local market would have a spike depending on what home games were and if it was their first home game or how good the team was doing like you know memphis or not memphis fucking st louis and atlanta and all that other stuff so we'll we'll see i I think there's i think there's an opening i think there's a chance i'll say this there was definitely going to be a second season and in hindsight i hadn't seen it beforehand but i think i see it now i think vince's ultimate goal was to sell this league to the nfl as their minor league system for college players that didn't make the NFL that could possibly progress enough within a year or two to move up to the NFL. That's pretty ambitious, but we'll see. I mean, I I agree with that, though. 
I, that's because it wasn't going to impede the college game at all because the college game and the pro game kind of works together just one Saturday, one Sunday most of the time. So as long as it went February to April, it wasn't going to really get in anybody's way and just kind of maybe, maybe force a couple more people out of college earlier because they didn't have the junior year, I think, uh, requirement. But hopefully, hopefully something decent comes of this. Yeah, non-college or NFL football just ain't going to work. It is what it is. Ah, you, you're just really, really just staunch on that stance, huh? Yes. Pot is more yeah. staunch on that stance. Anywho, what else we got? Oh, well, I mean, things are already kind of a little slow and down, so we could always bring up the other thing that you wanted to touch on, even though it happened a week ago. Yeah, so before we get out of here, just real quick, man, we do have to pay our respects to the Fink. Howard Finkelman, or Finkel, got up out of here last week. Actually, the day that this show dropped was the morning that he got up out of here, and I mean, it's the Fink, man. He was the voice of the WWE, and I felt like we just had to at least, in just some brief way, pay our respects, man. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I'm, everybody who watched wrestling is going to have some kind of memories of him or at least enjoy the way he'd announce something or, like, a new, you know, whatever, world champion, yada, yada, yada. And it was always unique because of the, his uh, very very unique way of speaking his manner of speaking how we say and uh it's it's sad but you know he he lived it seemed like he lived a fairly good life and it's not like he got out of the game really young so it it's sad to see one of the older guys that we we grew up with go but then again at least he didn't go at like 47 or 50 like some of the wrestlers that we've seen get out of the game way too early that's true. That's weird. He got up out of here at 69, which in wrestler years, that's like 90. That's like old age. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, I had heard rumblings that he had been in ill health for the past few years. So when he did finally transition, it wasn't it didn't come as a complete shock to me. But I mean, still, like I said, he was the voice of WWE for all intents and purposes. And, you know, he was the ring announcer most synonymous with WWE. And it's him and Michael Buffer. That's the short list, as far as I'm concerned, when, in, in regards to ring announcers. I'm not arguing that. Yep. Tony, anything to add? Greatest in-ring announcer of all time, as far as professional wrestling goes, maybe all in-ring announcing. Um, Jimmy Lennon on the short list, too, as well. But um, it's time. Oh, that was that's that's the... Never mind. Um, <laughs> first WWE employee named WrestleMania. Touche. Yeah, I don't think that's been brought up enough. You're right. He's the one that came up with the name WrestleMania. Yeah, touche. <laughs> and yeah, man, we just wanted to pay our respects, man, to one of the goats in just another pillar from our childhood, which is now gone, that reminds us that we're all getting older, but that's neither here nor there. Yo, man, happy trails, man, and RIP to the Fink and his family and loved ones, and prayerfully, we'll see you on the other side, brother. You had a good run. 
That being said, Mr. Belast, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at IWC Warchief and writing opinion articles, reviews, and, you know, of course, where you find this wonderful podcast at thechairshot.com. Tony? You can also find Andrew. I butt chug salt water all the time. Mm-hmm. Or in a graveyard. Yes, you can also even earlier. Yes, but you know, you find him at graveyard. You can also find him at Graves Funeral Home. You kill him, he chills him, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, that's that's my favorite one. I, I always loved that whole, you know, welcome to the city morgue. We, you kill him, we chill him. That that, that is a great line. <laughs> you know, Jewish cemeteries are just weird because they put the rocks on the headstones. That just gets uncomfortable. You got to move. Bring, it bring, bring. Tony Morg, you kill him, we chill him. Tony, Tony, is that where you, the people can find you? Is the county Morg? No, you can find me at PC Tony right there on the Twitter. And also at Podcast DWI, Bandwagon Nerds, Hottest War, Frankie DeFalco Show. P-I-W. What did you not touch that's on the chairshot.com? Because yeah. I guess people follow every. PIW special. Make sure you. This is the thing that if you guys are gonna listen to one thing right now for me, I and and you know how I feel about this show and obviously uh, a few other ones, but Mr. Platt and myself had a very very good NBA basketball conversation about the Last Dance documentary that's going on right now. So if you're listening to this show and you haven't listened to that, by the time you listen to this. Uh, you'll be highly anticipating our, our next episode, which will cover Dennis Rodman and the Pistons. So just had to plug that real quick because I, I really enjoyed what we're doing there, Mr. CP. I agree, man. Uh, first and foremost, you can find me on the Twitter at the Real C Platt. Uh, you can also find me on the Round the Blocks with White Mike Knox uh, every Sunday, every Monday live on Facebook Live. We're gonna act like I didn't say what I said. <laughs> Y'all heard me every Monday live on Facebook Live. Oh, we got a title. This to your podcast. <laughs> also, make sure. Also, make sure you tune in to uh, PIW, the, what is it called, Tony? PIW Special, The Last Dance. The Special Last Dance. We're going to be breaking down the episodes of the Chicago Bulls documentary on ESPN, Last Dance. Obviously, we're going to be breaking down episodes three and four this Monday, and we're going to hope to try to get some guests on there as well. So, yeah, if you're a basketball fan or if you're a documentary fan, tune into that, man. It's a really fun show. Uh, but all of that, also make sure you guys go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Big an official chair shot t-shirt. Please and thank you. Thank you and please. For uh, Rick Rubin, a.k.a. Andrew Belaz. For Bill Belichick, a.k.a. PC Tunney. I am Mr. Velvet Pipes, the Reverend Christopher Platt. And we'll see you guys next week, man. I promise we'll be better. And until next time, shalom. Hit it, Curly.
around the block with white cocks <laughs> i thought it was worse than that i thought he said around the blocks i thought he i, I thought he said around the blocks with white knocks i know but i changed it because as soon as he said white knocks i'm like it'd be funny if it was around the blocks with white cocks and that's just like the porn hub right there that's fantastic so so Chris, you want to tell us something like how how does this come to be? Are you? I mean, like we don't judge here. We we'll, we'll embrace. We family. Like we'll we'll poke at you a little bit. But how how's around the blocks of White Cox coming? I I'm gonna say I am still recording and I fully intend on using this. <laughs> there were so many amendments in the Constitution. <laughs> In the United States of America, and I can only choose one. I plead the fifth. Oh, I plead, you the, plead fifth. the fifth. Yeah. I plead the fifth. 